You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back with another episode of Locked On Pac-12 with a week full of news out of the Conference of Champions. NBA draft go Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Today, we're discussing the possibility of Pac-12 expanding, the saga of Nick Rolovich, and giving a preview of Pac-12 Media Day. Joining me to break this all down is the one and only Brian Brown from Locked on Utes. Brian, how is it going today? I'm excited. I'm stoked. We're getting so close to college football. I can can taste it. I can feel it. I feel the excitement through the screen right now. Like I'm, it just radiated right now. Um, yeah, college football is literally right around the corner now. We're in Pac-12 Media Day. If you need any more indication, NFL is heading into their training camps. So yeah, it's it's here. We're in the mix. Um, football is now here. We're we're still in summer, but it's like you know winding down. August is here. It's about to be fall. Leaves are about to start dropping bring out the cardigans, you know, all that good stuff. I'm excited um, for my uh, uh, Vans in a light jacket. You know, that's you my, that's my fall style right there. Okay. That's your go-to. Yeah, I'm a nice, right now I, it's all, it's all shorts and, and t-shirts out here. I, see, I love fall. Cause I love boots. I love coats. It's like, that's where you can really shine in fashion. You know what I mean? Fall is the, that's the season for sure. Um, one thing I just mentioned, like with NFL training camp starting, I definitely want us to, as they get going and everything, kind of check up on some of those Pac-12 players that are on teams and how they're doing in their first training camps. But today we are sticking strictly to Pac-12 talk and everything going on with these colleges. And to kick it all off, we have to just have to discuss all this expansion talk. Okay, so um, I guess it started with Texas and Oklahoma looking to get out of the Big 12 and head over to the SEC. Sounds like drama. None of our business up until there are talks now about some of those Big 12 teams that will be left trying to merge over into the Pac-12. And now as someone who went through the, I don't know if that was the first merger, but the merger that the last most recent merger from Pac-10 to Pac-12, I will say it wasn't difficult. Um, It wasn't, at least on our end as athletes, it wasn't anything that we really had to deal with besides two more schools to compete against. Um, I think for a track, for when it comes to track and field, Colorado and Utah weren't like super strong teams that interfered with what Pac-10 already had going on. So them adding, I think it added more like, distance um you know like distance runners and stuff like that football wise we definitely seen you know a change Utah came in and was stirring stuff up right out the bat and right out the gate Brian if there's a chance of you know merging with any of those big 12 schools one what do you think 
that'll do for the Pac-12? Like, do you think it's a benefit? Do you think mm, we need to be left alone? Well, I think the bottom line is it's it's not really within the Pac-12's hands, and that's the hard part about what all this realignment talk causes. You can't be the group that just sits back and and says, okay, we'll let everybody do what they're going to do, and we'll we'll hang in and and see what happens, unless you're the SEC, because as much as we don't want to admit it as Pac-12 fans, the SEC makes the most and, and has the followings and everything like that. And so until there's some kind of change in the numbers with that, you've got to be proactive and you've got to make moves to try and stay competitive. And at the end of the day, this is all about TV dollars, right? Uh, because it, Texas isn't making this move because they need um, you know, more booster input or anything like that. Like they've got plenty of, of donations. They got plenty of money. Uh, but this is all about eyeballs and negotiation and becoming the best of the best. It feels a lot like, the power play that some of those European soccer teams tried to make earlier this summer. And the difference with college football is, is that there's not uh, the same kind of input, I guess, from the fan bases. And and with the SEC just being so broad, it, it's really difficult. But you have to be proactive if you're the Pac-12. So even if you don't want to make changes, you kind of have to look around and, and see what's out there, see what's viable, and see what keeps you competitive so that you can keep up with the, Pac- or, uh, with the SEC and the Big Ten. With everything happening with these rumors this week, I've seen so many crazy things on Twitter and the possibility of Pac-12 turning into Pac-16. I hate Pac-16. It sounds stupid to me. Um, Bruce Feldman's article in The Athletic saying uh, reaching out to the Pac-12 about a potential 20-school merger was discussed during Thursday's Big 12 leadership call. 20-school merger, like Pac-12? what? 30 something oh 20 pack okay I'm not mad at that that kind of is like catchy but it's so annoying like I don't know if one I want to see a conference with that many schools in it I think things get even more difficult we already have um I would say a difficult time trying to um put like do schedules each year with the whole uh division of Pac-12 North Pac-12 South now we're at a space of that's going to be what Pac-12 East, Pac-12 West. Like, you know, I feel like it's going to get a little more difficult. Um, that's just too many schools, in my opinion. Way too many schools. There were some articles that came out, you know, just kind of weighing the options of specific schools. One of those schools being TCU. And it was kind of funny to me reading it that the reason why they said that they think it wouldn't happen was because TCU is I guess a religious school with like you know the Texas Christian University and it made a point that if if Pac-12 was going to I say add a religious school or whatever they would have been added BYU and I do kind of agree with that in a statement of BYU is a very competitive school um you know Utah that would bring the rivalry of Utah and BYU to the mix but I don't know if I, like, I've never heard that the Pac-12 tries to stay away from schools with religious connection. I don't know that, but I, it could be very well true. And I just don't know the depths of that. The positives by BYU for with BYU are there and, and being a Utah fan and having grown up loathing them for the most part. 
Uh, a lot of that is hard to concede, but they bring a massive following. They bring an enthusiastic fan base. They bring a program that's disciplined, that that plays hard, that is fun to watch. They do a pretty good job with recruiting everything considered. The the they are essentially the the Mormon version of Notre Dame, and and you have to think that that's a valuable commodity. The issue with BYU is that they want everybody to follow their standards and not vice versa. I think that's the bigger issue than the the religious side of it because BYU doesn't want to play on Sundays and there's a mm. lot of competition that goes on in Sundays and it has to happen because but, that's part of your TV deals. But not with college athletics, right? Like, oh, well, bowl basketball. games. Oh, oh, and basketball. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking the football. Sports, all yeah, that you're kind right. Of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Okay, so yeah, that makes it different. Okay, so what do you think about TCU's chances then? Because that is one of the schools that I've keep hearing repeatedly, like that they have a big chance of possibly trying to reach out to the Pac-12 and you know join the this West Coast Conference. I think TCU's got to be a team that you look at if you're the Pac-12. I think Houston's another one, and and Baylor as well. Those are all all those Texas schools are are open to uh, to conversation. I think if you're the Pac-12, I don't know how seriously you have to take the religious aspect when it comes to college football. Uh, I think there's other baggage that comes with a program like Baylor. Uh, Houston is a program that in the past was kind of looked down on because the facilities weren't there, and they've invested a ton of money to get up to par. It is a very, very rich recruiting area. If you suddenly get that as part of your your footprint, I think that's a massive addition. TCU the same way. It's the only real draw in that Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're not like embedded in in the culture of Texas, like Texas and Texas A&M. But if you add that footprint in the Pac-12, now all of a sudden your expansion looks pretty impressive because you're going into markets where there is volume. And I guarantee you if USC goes to – TCU and Houston for a few years, people are going to buy in and they're going to eat it up because that's exactly what's happened to Utah. It was enormous watching those schools like UCLA, USC, Washington, uh, Oregon, some of the bigger names in the Pac-12 come in and and, and the excitement that it would generate every single year. It's going to happen elsewhere, too. So I think it's worth the conversation, worth looking at it. The Pac-12 is definitely different than a lot of these other conferences just because of the geographical footprint and the leanings. And I hate that we have to talk about stuff like that, but I think it's part of it because culture is a big part of college football. So according to Pac-12 commissioner, I'm not even going to try and say his name because I always mess it up. Well, let me try. George Klyovkov. Klyovkov. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. It's still a little rocky, you know. You know, his statement about the expansion was very blunt. He considers the Pac-12 an exclusive club with a high barrier to entry. So we are VIP over here in his eyes. And he loves the schools and the teams that are already currently a part of the Pac-12. They're not actively seeking to poach any teams from any conferences. But he would. He said we would be foolish not to listen if schools call us. So as schools start making these calls, I feel like the conversation may be in the mix but you know the media strategy is their his main focus right now and according to him longer term they're going to spend the next few years working on ways to optimize the distribution of their media rights Um, but there's no rush to renegotiate media rights deals which would have to happen with incoming teams so i don't know this is one of those things we'll have to wait and see what happens uh let us know it, what you feel, do you want to see Pac-12 expand? Would you be excited? Would it be annoying? Would it just offer more 
you know, places to go visit and actually see Pac-12 football, like let us know what you think. Coming up next, we will be discussing Nick Rolovich and everything he has going on with my dear Washington State Cougars. Why y'all doing this to me? Uh, but uh, before that, let me let you know about Bill Bar, Brian's favorite protein bar. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar out there, Built Bar is the one for you. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, a little something for everybody from coconut to coconut almond. If you're more into the fruity flavors, they have cherry and raspberry. And then obviously for our chocolate lovers, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel. Literally something for everyone. I'm more of a salted caramel type. The best part about Bill Bar is that it's healthy. That's right, tasty and healthy. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in carbs. That's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Brian. The back to all right now is currently in turmoil, I feel like. Like, we're good, but we're not good. It's like a lot going on. The expansion situation, ASU still waiting to hear about what's going on with them. And now Washington State has the situation with Nick Rolovich. So, Pac-12 Media Day is tomorrow. And I will be attending. But Nick Rolovich, the one, one of the one head coaches I was looking forward to speaking to, will not be there. He will be call, calling in via Zoom, which is fine. You'll still get, you know, the conversation, get to ask questions, whatever the case may be. But he will not be attending Pac-12 Media Day because he has made the decision not to get vaccinated. And that is stirring up a whole lot of controversy in the college football world. And even having some people question if Nick Rolovich is fit to be a head coach in the Pac-12 for the Washington State Cougars. So, Brian, first and foremost, what are your thoughts about a lot of players? Because we've seen this in the NFL recently, too. A lot of players, coaches, staff, whatever, opting out of their jobs or whatever the case may be because they do not want to get vaccinated. It's. I think it's a complicated issue because there are two parts. One, nobody wants to tell people what to do with their bodies. Uh, and, and we we see time and time again that that it's a very complex issue because, especially in this situation, because what I do with my body is, is no one else's business. But at the same time, if I'm out and about and I'm sick or I'm, you know, I'm infected by the virus, I'm spreading that all over the place and, and possibly infecting others. So it is a very complex issue in that regards. Having said that, I don't think there's much complexity in terms of what leagues and conferences are trying to accomplish this year, and that's getting games played and making sure things get back to business. And, and the best, most effective way to do that is through vaccination. 
we're seeing it in the NFL right now that players who are not vaccinated are not getting signed to contracts and even coaches are being released from coaching staffs because the rules are so tight. Now you can't necessarily do that in the NCAA, uh, but schools individually can do it in terms of if you're going to be on campus, you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's an interesting conversation because I think the biggest problem is that this is the second round of an earlier issue that Nick Rolovich had in 2020, where there was a lot of conflict about players opting out of the 2020 season and they had to get over that. And now it's coming up to the surface again. And you have to wonder, you know, Nick Rolovich has come from some smaller schools where this kind of thing is not as spotlit, I guess is a good way. I don't even know if spotlit's a word, but we're going to use it where it's not as identified and now it's on the main stage for the Pac-12. People are making a big deal out of it. And so this is one of those things where coaches have to learn to evolve, right? I think we've seen it with Dabo Swinney a little bit where he said things to where it's like, you know, you kind of wonder like where Dabo stands on it. And he came right out in the beginning of ACC media days and said, hey, look, like, like I, I went and got a shot. I listened to the doctors, did what I'm selling. You know, we're trying to get to that level. But, you know, he's trying to be respectful of people's rights as well. And it's we're seeing it. this is not just a college football issue, right? It's across the entire country. And so the difficulty is that you've got to find a way if you're Nick Rolovich to, to be less, I don't want to say abrasive, but like rigid in regards to this, right? Like you've got to find a way to sell the narrative better and, and it's not coming off well. Yeah. It, it's a tough situation because for one, Nick Rolovich is supposed to be the leader of this team, right? Uh, before any of the student athletes, he is the leader. He's looked at as the head coach. He's a head of all of his staff. And right now it's technically his decision to not get vaccinated. He's stated that he will not be getting vaccinated. He didn't give us a reason why, which he doesn't have to, you know, he's, but you are in a situation where you are around multiple people as, you know, a football head coach. So at this point, he technically can't coach, right? Like you can't really be on the sidelines because you can't require or you can't say like everyone needs to be vaccinated. And I, I really don't know how the NCAA rules are going to handle that because like you said, the NFL can do that, but the NCAA can't. But it's like, how can you really secure, well, how can you really ensure the safety of these players, um, the players of other teams and all of that? If you're not vaccinated and you're open about that, which I think you should be, obviously let people know your status in the, in the case of, you know, just for safety reasons. I don't know where vaccination became like this whole, uh, it, it's almost as if you're telling someone you have STD. Like, it's not that, you know what I mean? It's not to that point of that, but it makes people feel that way. Um, I, I think during the pandemic, it was the same way. Like when you got yeah. COVID, you felt embarrassed. Right? And it's like I mean, nothing to be embarrassed about because it's like, it's a, you got the flu. Yeah, you, got a, you got a bad version of the flu and it's unfortunate, but you should want to tell people so that they can protect themselves from possibly dying. Like that's what people are not realizing. People are dying. And then at this point, we are in a space where there's multiple different variants now, Delta, Gamma, all these different variants that are transforming from this. Granted, People need to know the vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. It cannot. It just helps you along the way. If you were to get COVID, the symptoms not be that bad and to help you not end up in the hospital in a, you know, possibly on your deathbed. So I'm not 100% sure what Washington State is going to do in this case right now. 
Pac-12 Media Day, they're sending two students out to California by themselves to represent the university, which is a lot to put on their shoulders. Luckily, it is our our guy, Max Borgie, and uh, I think who is it Jah- is it Jahad Wood? Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Max Borgie and Jahad Wood. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't handle themselves or whatever, but it's unfortunate that they won't have their head coach along with them. Um, and it's something that Washington State fans, you should be a little concerned about going into this season because we don't know if Nick Rolovich will be the head coach actively like he should be um, because you, you, you're you now restricted to things you can do because you won't get vaccinated. And traveling is one of those things, clearly. And, and I support people who, who want to make that choice for themselves, have, have reservations. I totally understand it. I did my research. I talked to people about it, and I made my decision um, because I knew twofold. One, it was going to protect me, and two, it was going to protect my opportunities moving forward. I don't have to worry about not getting a job because I'm not vaccinated now. And here's the bottom line. When it comes to public health, I don't care what your rights are or what your choices are. Schools have that right and that ability to make choices based on that that option because they're not just protecting your right to be a coach. They're protecting everyone's right to be a part of that program and their right to put, to put on these activities and conduct school and everything like that. And so no one is bigger than that. And that's where I think Rolo is in a, a tough spot here because, like I said, I respect everyone's right to choose. But every time you make choices, they come with results, right? And some of those results are not always positive. A hundred percent. We'll definitely keep you updated on what happens there. If, you know, Nick Rolovich continues to be head coach at Washington State or if anything else changes there. Pac-12 Media Day is tomorrow. I will be there. Coming up next, we will give you a preview of all the athletes that will be there, the coaches, some things that we may look to talk about um, with those players. But as college football season is arriving, you have to know about betonline.ag. If you're looking to get in on some betting action, betonline.ag is the place for you. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Okay, so Brian, tomorrow is Pac-12 Media Day in Hollywood. I will be heading down to LA because if for people who don't know, I live in the Bay currently right now. Um, but I am from the LA area, so I'm super excited to head down there. I'm going to spend the week seeing friends and stuff, but the main goal is Tuesday's Pac-12 Media Day. I am super excited. I haven't been to a media day in quite a minute, so excited to see some, you know, in-person interaction. Um, All the head coaches will be there except for Nick Rolovich, who will call in via Zoom, and then there will be two players per school representing you know their schools and talking with media about you know what to expect this upcoming season and all types of things I've told you guys over and over to send us questions I personally haven't received any I don't know if Brian has he'll let me know but anyways 
doesn't matter. I went to school for journalism. I know how to conduct an interview. I know how to get the, I know how to get the answers that you guys all want, even if you don't tell me what it is that you want. Yeah, we're just looking for things like if you want to know what like Max Borgie's favorite type type of hot dog is or that kind of stuff. Like if you've got something a little more specific, right? This up, like that's I'll what let, we're here for. I'll let you know now. One of my favorite questions to ask players is any game day rituals and any like specific songs or playlists that they listen to before games that's just me naturally because i know how it was trying to get in the zone before games games meets yes i i played a sport where it was called games too i'm not calling my track meets games but uh <laughs> before games meets whatever the case may be like i know you know some people like to listen to music i remember when I was working with the Pelicans, one of the players liked to listen to uh, like inspirational talks before games. So you never know what kind of, you know, craziness people like to listen to. Some people like R&B, some people like hip hop, whatever soothes their mind and get them hype for the game. I want to know. Um, some of the players that are expected to be there will be Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, which is great because I actually interviewed him for Bleach Report this week. So already like, you know, had a rapport with him. Really cool dude. Uh, Kidon Slovis and Drake London will be there. Uh, Max Borgie and Jihad Woods from Washington State. And then you have Britton Covey and Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Johnny Johnson III and Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. That one will be for sure an exciting talk. We already know Kayvon's like all the rave. I'm sure everybody will be surrounding him. All I hope media you ask day. him to do a backflip. We will not be doing that, okay? We will be at a hotel, okay? Now, if he has enough space, I'm going to be like, hey, hit it real quick, and I'm going to get it on video. Um, but, yeah, I will try to I will try to update my Twitter throughout this whole thing, and that way, like, you know, give some, like, updates of what's going on, Pac-12 Media Day behind the scenes. I'll definitely probably make an Instagram story out of it and then maybe try to post it to my Twitter. But who else will be there? So um, Jaden Daniels out of ASU and Chase Lucas, Chase Garbers out of Cal, which kind of gives us the idea that Chase Garbers might be the, did we already decide that he's probably going to be the, the starting quarterback? Okay. I wasn't sure. I know there's a few, there's a few people, I mean, a few teams that aren't bringing quarterbacks and it's clear because they probably still don't know who their starting quarterback will be, but definitely excited uh, to check that out. It's just, you know, talk with the players and see, how they feel before the season starts. Yeah, it's it's a fun environment because I think they're still a little loose. They're not quite uh, tightened up because of the start of the season. You get to know them a little bit more. Some of those guys with personality will shine brightly on, on the spotlight. You know, I think a guy, Max Borg, is going to be a fun one. Obviously, it'll be fun to talk with DTR again. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, so I, I already told you what I need you to ask him. Uh, joking with Kayvon, obviously. Britton Covey is uh despite being a member of the aarp as he likes to joke is a very funny uh charismatic guy um but it's exciting because you get to meet some of these guys that maybe you don't know that much about and i think that's the great part about it and everybody's happy and optimistic because the season hasn't started yet <laughs> there we go there we go is there anything specific you think i should focus on besides the serious stuff we know like you know i'm gonna go through each school and touch on like, you know, what's the importance of their season, what they're focusing on, all that, blah, blah, blah. But what's some fun stuff I should ask? Oh, I, I think the biggest debate is who's your favorite chicken sandwich spot. That was one we hit with uh, 
last year with the Utah players, you know, when, when the, or two years ago, I guess, when the Popeye's chicken sandwich dropped and, and had to get their takes on that. But, uh, you know, taco versus hot dogs, always a fun one, you know, taco wins a- every time. What? Ew. Um, unless it's, unless it's a taco hot dog, right? No, there's no such thing. Ew. The funny thing is, we asked when I interviewed DTR for a bleach report, we asked Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A and he definitely chose Chick-fil-A. So, whoa, you know, yeah, he did. He chose Chick-fil-A, but to his defense, there's a Chick-fil-A right there in Westwood in the Westwood village. And so it's probably, you know, out of convenience. We're just going to talk it up to that. Honestly, they're both very good. And it just kind of depends on the mood you're in. So I'm, I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing at all. I don't put me in that position. I know one that we debate a lot on on Utah Twitter is the best M&M, and I'm Team Peanut. I know everybody else is Team Peanut Butter. I see you Ooh. shaking your head. Like, are you on Team Peanut with me? Yeah, I'm Team Peanut. There we go. Team Peanut for go. sure. Peanut Butter, mm-mm. Team Peanut, I'm here for it, for sure. So those are always the fun questions to ask and, and get their opinion, and that's usually when you get guys loosened up. I like to ask who the joker on the team is, you know, what's your secret skill? Those are another good things. You get a lot of the Utah guys who love to cook which is a little bit of a surprise, I think maybe to some. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great time to get to know these kids. And and really, that's that's what this is about, is getting to know them on a more personal level because the football stuff is going to get covered. Exactly. Like, there's always going to be those questions that'll be in the mix, but we do want to know more about them as players. Main reason why I got into journalism, sports journalism, was to share athletes beyond what they do on the field so i will definitely probably try to throw questions in there that you know just are go with the flow what are who are you outside of the sport um other than that you guys make sure you stay tuned this week i will be dropping recap coverages from pac-12 media day probably not on the exact day media day doesn't end to like 6 p.m that day it might be too late to turn something out that day but starting wednesday look out for those recaps Other than that, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonald. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. So search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow Locked On Pack 12 and Locked On Utes on the Odyssey app. And then follow along on Twitter at underscore Cindy Robinson, at L-O underscore Pack 12 and at Brown Bear SLC. We will be... I know for sure I'll be trying to drop recaps from Pac-12 Media Day this week on my Twitter. So, yeah, if you want quicker info and don't want to wait for the next podcast, head there. And if I fail you, I'm going to say sorry right now. (laughs) Other than that, make sure you stay locked on the Pac-12 on the Locked On Network.